0: Read your Bible, pray, go to church. These are all things we're told to do as Christians. But have you ever stopped and actually wondered why and what the reason is why we're doing things we're doing as Christians? Why do we go to church? Why do we read our Bible? Why do we pray? This is Pastor Sam with the Fresh Take, and we're going to talk about that in this new series, What's My Why? Guys, I'm so happy to be back with you today. Again, this is Pastor Sam, and... Last week was crazy. Uh, I was talking to Josh and just, we were both swamped with things so that we couldn't get to the podcast and we didn't want to put something out there that wasn't going to be good, that wasn't going to be thought out, that wasn't going to be done properly. And so we decided to kind of put a little buffer in, take a week off, refocus and get right into this next series. And so that's what we're doing. We're starting this new series, What's My Why? I'm really excited about this one because we're going to tackle the issues of mundane Christianity. Simply... Uh, put Christians that just go to church, read their Bible and pray, but there's no desire behind what they're doing and they don't even know why they do it. They just do it. Like, isn't that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? Sometimes I believe we are insane as Christians to believe that we can continue to go to church, read our Bibles, pray with no thought or reason behind what we're doing There's no desire, and we expect God to show up and do mighty things through that. And so we're going to really look into the next few weeks of what it means and what's the reason why we we come to church. What's the reason why we pray? What's the reason why we read our Bibles? What's it all got to do with God? And so hopefully you're hearing me today, you're listening, and you're joining me on this journey. Today we get to start with church. I I think that's the biggest one. And, And so I wanted to kick the series off in a big way. And so we're going to talk about what it truly means to come to church, why we do it, and maybe the reasons why people stay away from church. I actually looked up a few of those reasons, and it was crazy to me um, what I was seeing as trends develop, both in my generation of millennials and the newer generation coming up after me, and even in the generations before me. It seems like maybe the numbers change, but the reasons behind why people go to church and why people don't go to church doesn't change. So let me look at these and, and share them with you here really quick. First, we're going to look at the reasons why people don't come to church. Uh, 5,000 people were polled on this, and their reasons were kind of crazy. And then we're going to look at the reasons why people do go to church. You know? And some of those reasons, you're just like, going to be like, wow, like yeah, it's <laughs> all that. And then we're going to look at, biblically, the reason we go to church. What's behind that? What is behind why Christians should be and even are commanded to go to church? And so we're going to look at first, we're going to look at those 10, about 10 things that um, people came up with why they don't go. And some of these are going to be like a shocker to you, maybe. Most of them probably won't because you've probably heard these excuses from your friends or maybe you've even made this excuse before on why you don't go to church. Um, The number one reason why people say that they identify with God or, you know, they, they believe in God, they even proclaim to be a Christian, but they don't go to church is because they say that they practice their faith in their own way. Kind of like, hey, me and God have a good thing going and I don't want to jeopardize that by going to church. And I'm just thinking to myself, well... Uh, isn't church the whole idea of church and going to church? And when I say going to church, I listen, I know you're going to be out there, there's people going to be out there, those deep theologians are going to be like, well, we are the church. Well, you're right. Yes, we are the church, as we are the members of the body of Christ. But in this sense, we are talking about coming to a public worship, coming and gathering together, as we're told to biblically. And so when I say going to church, that's what I mean. I know that we are the church, but I know also that we are to gather corporately for church. And here's some of the reasons um, why? And the number one, like we just said, was that they practice faith in their own way. And, and to me, that's just kind of a cop-out. It's kind of like, hey, me and God got a good thing going, which means that he doesn't bother me and I don't bother him and we just go about our lives. And if that is your definition of a good thing, then I don't think you know what a good thing is. Because you probably have never, if that's your idea You probably have never experienced God in a corporate setting. There are times, I just can't explain it, that when you meet together corporately, like God just shows up. And so to say that you have a good thing going and you don't want to jeopardize that because you don't want to go to church usually means, hey, I don't feel like getting up in the morning and going. Uh, I had a long Saturday or I had a long week of work and this is my only time to kind of just relax. And that actually was the second reason that people gave, was just like they didn't have time. Or Sunday morning was their only time to relax because the rest of their week is hectic. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if that's the case, and you can't give two hours to God throughout your whole week, when are you going to give time to God? When are you going to be about giving time to God? Um, So you have people that say, you know what? I don't want to ruin a good thing. I got going with God. I practice my my faith in my own way. Um, which is a little unbiblical, but you know, we'll keep going. We'll we'll get to that. Um, number two, the people said that, you know what? Sunday morning is my only thing that I, my only time that I have downtime. And so I just kind of want to keep that open. Okay. Again, we'll talk about that in a biblical sense, but there's others out there that say, um, I was burned by church. I was hurt by church. Um, I was offended At church. Now, the offense thing, it's just like, well, you know what? The Bible's going to offend you at some point. But to say that you've been hurt, to say that you've been burned, I don't know everybody's story. I can get that. I can see that. Because you know what the church is? Again, the church is made up of people. And so at some point, you're probably going to be hurt at church. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. Because I feel like when people come together for selfish motives when it comes to church, that's when people get hurt that's when people get burnt. When egos and pride gets in the way of God, and gets in the way of corporate worship, then that's when people start getting burned out. That's when people start getting hurt. That's when people start getting flustered with the church because the church isn't functioning how it was told to function by the Bible. The church is now functioning in a man-made way. And you can probably walk into many churches around this country and around this world that function in a man-made way. They're simply doing things to the best that they know how, but it's not biblical. It's not what they're supposed to be doing. And because of that, we're seeing people leave the church Hurt we're seeing people leave the church, just totally saying that God's not in there, and so um it's our responsibility as church members to to be biblical and to when we come together for worship, not make it about ourselves, but we're making it about God so those are three reasons those are the three big ones right there. obviously, we have the ones that say, you know the church is full of hypocrites, so why would I go there? Hey, you know what you're right, the church is full of hypocrites, and as soon as you and I walk in the door we add one more person to that list. So we're all sinners. We're all saved by grace. There is nothing different from me than you, except maybe that the Spirit of God is living in me. And so what I have to do, though, is I have to practice grace. I have to practice mercy. I have to be Christ-like. And when I am not Christ-like, and when I start... Having selfish motives, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to let that pride creep in. I'm going to let that creep into my life, and what's going to happen is I'm going to become a hypocrite. I'm going to start serving myself rather than serving God, and that is the exact opposite of God wants me to do. It's the exact opposite of what I was made for. It's the exact opposite example of what church was made for, and so when I don't act in the character of God and I act in my own sinful character, then I'm going to display those characteristics that turn people off from God and from church altogether. And so we have to be careful there. Another reason that people gave why they don't go to church is because they think it's unnecessary and boring. It's unnecessary and boring. Now I could tackle the boring thing for like the next 30 minutes and that could turn into a whole sermon because I believe that church is boring for people that aren't prepared to come to church. And that's the thing is like people, I believe that you people don't understand that you have to prepare to come to church. And if you're not living out God's word in your daily life, if you're not, if you've never accepted Christ, then of course you're going to be bored at church. Because it's like you're not a part of the family. You don't know what to do. You've simply just been coming because your parents have dragged you. You've simply just been coming because... Yeah, well, you know, I have nothing else to do. And so we have to be careful with this. Because we can become so routine-driven that we come to church, but we haven't experienced God in years, and we just think that that's okay. And that's not okay. That's not okay as a church. To simply just come because it's become a routine. That's Apathy. And apathy is a killer of a church, and it will lead to a rapid decline, and it will even lead to the death of most churches, is apathy. And so you and I have to be careful that if we start sensing this in our own lives, that we need to do an introspection and say, look, something's not right because I continue to go to church, but I have no feeling of the Lord in my life. I have no desire to serve him. I have no desire to follow after him careful with that because I I honestly believe that if we feel that way or if you're out there feeling that way, that maybe the salvation that you've claimed for years to have is not really there. Or maybe there's unconfessed sin in your life that's been there for so long that you've just kind of swept it under the rug. And because of that, there's no like spirit of joy and of the Lord in your life. But these reasons that these people have given, I mean, we hear them all the time. I don't have time. I would, me and God got my own thing going. Church is full of hypocrites, right? I just, it's boring to me. Yeah. Okay. We hear those all the time, but let's look at the reasons why people come to church. And we'll start with kind of like the, you know, more social end of it. You know, number five was like, uh, I come to church so I can be around my friends. Hey, that, you know what? That's a good thing. It's not a great reason to come to church, but at least you're in the building, you know, at least you're in the building and you're around people who love God. And community is a big part of coming to church. Community is a big part of coming to church. We have to have a a solid community. Christianity was not meant to be a lone ranger thing where we do it on our own. We we gather together so you and I can practice Galatians 6-2 about bearing one another's burdens. We gather together so we can uh, hear sound teaching. We gather together because we, we need to be around other Christians and hear the victories in their lives and be there for them in the valleys of their lives. And, like, that's the reason why we have community at church. Now, that's not the only reason that we come to church, but that's a good reason is that you have biblical friends, is that you have godly friends that you desire to be around. So, that's great. But the, another reason that uh, people come to church is be, I think we all can say this because they want to experience God. Now, obviously, we don't just experience God at church. But there's something about corporately worshiping together. There is something about corporately worshiping together, singing songs about how great our Lord is. Hearing a message about just what he has done for us and how he wants us to know him better. Like these are the things that we should be coming to church for. The number one reason was that, was that we experience God. I think we have to be, again, careful with that, that we're not just experiencing God's on Sundays, because then we're only experiencing God one hour of the week. But that is a good reason, and that might be the number one reason. But we have to be careful that we don't fall victim of just coming to church so that we can have a pleasant experience, coming to church so the church can serve me. That is not what the church is here for, biblically biblically that is not what the church is here for the church is not here so you can have a good experience on sundays the church is not here so the uh as matt chandler would say so the nursery can um, teach your child not to lie to you and then shoot you shoot your child to you down a slide after you've been retina scanned like that is not the reason the church exists The church exists to show the character of God and to be the light into the lost community and to win souls for Christ. That is our job as a church. And so when we come to church, what we are doing is we're being charged up for the week that we can go and do our mission. We're being charged up through worship. We're being charged up through the message. We're being charged up through the community. We are being charged up in order to now have our cup filled in order to go pour into other people around us. But the problem is when we don't pour into other people around us and we've just been filled and filled and filled We're so overly saturated with something that we've already heard, but we've never actually put into practice in our lives that it becomes mundane, boring, a waste of time, not needing to be there. That's on us. And so let me just read to you really quick what Acts 2 says about this. Acts chapter 2 and in verse 42, 41 and 42 tell us what the church is there for. 41 explains that and says this, then they that gladly received his word, which means that they accepted Christ. What were they? They were baptized. That's a commandment. We are to be baptized. Does that have any outcome on our salvation? No, but it's a commandment, you should be baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls. That's a pretty, pretty good-sized church. And they continued steadfastly. Here it is. This is the reason we come to church. They continued what? Steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. They heard good teaching and were surrounded by good biblical friends. So biblical teaching, biblical fellowship, and in the breaking of bread. And now I know you're out there saying, hey man, like that's like, isn't that a huge reason why a lot of people come to church? It's like you don't see them for a long time, but then it's like, oh, hey, we're having food. I guess I'll show up. There's going to be 15 casseroles there. Belly up, right? Like that's, that's the idea sometimes behind why certain people come to church, but they like to skip those first two doctrine and fellowship. Those are the most important things about a church, what they believe and who is in it, right? The church is for everyone, but the doctrine has to be biblical. And then we're in the breaking of bread. It means that we're sharing meals together. What's a more intimate thing than sharing a meal with somebody. You learn a lot about somebody through just sharing a meal. Right? But everything, everything that we're going to say, it's all focused on one thing, and that is Christ. Okay? The next thing was, not only were they uh, steadfastly continuing in doctrine, fellowship, and in breaking of bread, but also in prayers. They were praying together. Now, there's some of you out there today that say, hey, you know what? I'm not big on praying with other people. Hey, let's grow together then. Because it is so cool to hear the heart of somebody that prays. Prayer is one of the most intimate things that we can share with one another. When you pray with someone else, it's letting them in and seeing a glimpse of what they really care about. And so you and I have to understand that. That prayer, both by ourselves and with other Christians, is huge. It should be a big part of the church. And then what does verse 43 say? And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together and had all things in common. Now, that being said, when they had all things in common, it meant that those things that they had in common were the foundation stones of faith. They might not have looked the same, they might not have came from the same family, they might not have the same social standing, they might not have the same financial standing, they might not have anything the same, but you know what they do have in common? Jesus Christ. That's what they have in common. That's the reason why you and I come to church. If you come to church for any other reason besides that, you are missing the point, and you are going to be disappointed when you feel that this is all about you when it is still all about God. And so I'm sharing this with you today, and I'm hoping that maybe you go into Sunday service this weekend a little different. I'm hoping that you start participating in worship in a different way. Not just singing and experiencing it for yourself, but actually participating, serving, being a part of the local church. Wake up on Sunday morning and go to church It's important for you. It's important for your kids. It's important for your friends that you corporately meet together to share with the community, to worship with the community of believers, to be around believers in Christ. Stop being a Lone Ranger Christian. Stop that. Because that's why you're bored. That's why you feel like life is just crushing you. Because you're trying to do it on your own and God says, Hey, listen, I've set this up for you to win. I've set this up so you can know me better. I've set this up so you can know other believers better. Go be a part of this. If you're, if you're not a member of a church somewhere, we'd love to have you at Heritage Baptist Church in Chesterfield, Virginia, on Cogbill Road, next to the airport. Another shameless plug by me. We'd love to have you here. We've got stuff for everyone, but that's, not, that, that's another thing. It's, like, it's not about the stuff that we offer. It's about who we worship together. And I I just want you to be mindful, we have a great pastor. We have a great pastor who loves the Word of God and who shares it every Sunday, unapologetically and biblically. And that's what you need in a church. You don't need all the bells and whistles. You don't need a fog machine. You don't need all this craziness. But what you do need is somebody who's biblically sharing God's Word. What you do need is a healthy community of believers that wants to surround you, pray for you, love you, and help you through life. That's what you need as a church. That should be the reason right there. So if you ever ask, what's the reason why I'm doing this? Try to see if this measures up. The reason why we go is because of Christ. The reason why we go is so that we can love God and love others as we're commanded to do. I could throw the old verse at you that everybody always talks about when talking about, you know, church and, you know, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And that's very important. We shouldn't because that's a commandment that we are to what that we are to meet together. But if you're ever asking, like, why am I doing this? It's so you can grow in the Lord. It's so you can know more about God. It's so that you can grow into a mature faith in order to share that faith with somebody else. The problem is we have so many Christians today that come to church. They sit on their hands. They sit here and they have done it for years and they don't share their faith with others. They don't share their experience of God with others. And because of that, they just feel like they faded into the background in God's mind. God told us that his spirit and that he would be with us when we were doing what? When we were making disciples. That's what the Great Commission says, right? That He's going to give us power and that he's going to... Go with us as we go through life, right? And so, if you're looking for God's power, share Christ with others. If you're looking for God's power, be at church. If you're looking for God's power, stop coming and being bored and start getting involved. Be like Acts 2. Come listen to sound teaching. Come join the fellowship. Come share a meal during the week with church members. Pray with one another. I guarantee if we start filling our lives with those things that we're called to be, I guarantee you church will look totally different to you. Stop making excuses why you can't be here and stop saying the reason that you're coming is because of other people and be here for God. And watch God start shaping your church life and just your life in general into something that you never thought it could be. Just take the next two months And do these things every week. Be consistent in coming to church. Pray for your church. Pray for your worship service. Pray for your pastors and all your teachers that are involved in your church. Pray for them. Pray that your heart is open to the message. Uh, Confess sin. If there's any sin in your life, confess it. So you'll be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And come knowing that you can do something for God. We need more Christians to... Stop sitting in the chairs every week and get up and start serving God. We always hear the statistic. There's 10% of the people doing 100% of the work. And that is never more real than at church. And so we're asking you, church, if you're doing those things, if you're praying, if you're, you know, being consistent and coming, then start serving. We would love to have you again here at Heritage Baptist Church on Cogbill Road in Chesterfield, Virginia. We'd love to have you. But we want you to come expecting not only to meet in corporate worship, but to actively work out your faith in serving and in loving God and loving others. Hey, listen, I hope you have a great Friday, a great weekend, and we look forward to seeing you next time on The Fresh Take. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us today for our first week of What's My Why? As we talked about why we go to church, what's the reason behind it. I hope you guys were able to maybe grasp onto something that tried something a little bit different, heading into Sunday service, wherever you are. And hopefully if you're in this area, we'd love to have you at Heritage Baptist Church over here on Cogbill Road in Chesterfield, Virginia. That being said, thank you again for taking time to listen to the Fresh Take, Fresh Take Fam, and we hope you would share us uh, online through our Facebook or through Apple Podcasts or subscribe to us there. We'd love that. And just uh, help us out, promote us, and thank you again for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time.